Fuck, I don't like sobriety. This is gonna get weird. Welcome to the GNA Podcast, where we hang out, drink some beers, and talk about stuff. You know who else talks about stuff? TPC Podcast. Great people. Great crew. Go check them out. <laughs> How are you doing, Damoc? I can already see you raging over there. How you feeling, man? God damn it, dude. I Nah, I'm okay, but don't do that again. <laughs> don't do what? You know what, god damn it. And we got Vintage joining us. Vintage, how you doing, man? Pretty good. Glad to be back. A couple week hiatus. Let's see if I can make up for it. Dude, we got a camera on. You are nowhere near black. Oh, back. Oh, sorry. Whoa! <laughs> I mean, I know it's 2019 and this is somewhat making a resurgence, but in a negative way. Can, can we can we move on from that, please? No. Speaking of black, Shadow, how you doing, man? I thought Nintendo fired you two weeks ago. Why are you still here? Uh, they did. Thankfully, though, if you go check out What's the Finish, Brian Langell, also on TPC Gaming, Greek podcast. Check him out. Is that like DayMockSucks.net? Yes. It's exactly like DayMockSucks.net. <laughs> and we got Potassium Hydroxide, a.k.a. Code, joining us tonight. How are you feeling, man? I'm doing pretty good. How are yourself? I am fan friggin' tastic. I uh, I see you got that mic mute working for you real well this time around. Uh, a little bit too well. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Cecil Xavier, your host. We got a uh, we got an interesting couple of topics tonight. We got some news articles we we're gonna hit into, and but most importantly, what is everybody drinking? Let's go back around that room. Co, please tell me you got you found some uh, gold monkey. I'm actually drinking nothing this evening. I got a headache, so oh. just water. Ah, oh. well, let's let's go on to the other lamest person in existence. I mean, I'm drinking water. No, I'm joking. What about you, Shadow? You're sucking down. What is that? Is that Code Red? Are you friggin' drinking Code Red again? I just drank half a liter of that. That was a bad decision. Yeah, I regret gonna, nothing. You're going to have to pee in the middle of the show again. Eh, that's fine. I'm going to change my battery at some point, too. That's good content. All right, Vintage, what the hell are you drinking? So, um, something very similar to Golden Monkey. I got Victories that they call it the Fest Beer. It's I've been in a big Oktoberfest kick lately. Um, as far as I can tell, this is just uh this is just tastes like Dasani in Deer Park. Or which one is it? Yeah, it's definitely Deer Park. Yeah, Oktoberfest. It's not cliche or anything around this time of year. Absolutely not. We still have a few days before it's October, so I'm trying to I'm trying to stay hip and cool because didn't Oktoberfest technically already start in Germany? Yeah, it starts in September, dude. I know it's really weird. It started when I was there. Uh huh. How was that? Did you get to do any of the festivities? No, that was a joke. It didn't actually start. I just oh, took a fuck lot of off. pictures of things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all know you travel and take pictures, so <laughs> visit me at morganbs.com, which I have not updated in like a year. Oh, bastard. What about you, Damoc? What are you drinking, man? 
Fiji water. They started paying me, so I drink it. No, uh, I, I got something. It's Flying Dog, uh, I think it's Raging Bitch. Yeah, I've been drinking that and Fiji water, so, you know. Ah, making sure to get the hydration going. Very nice, very nice. Well, on to the next segment, of course, State of Games. I don't know why I just did that. You skipped that two weeks ago. I know I did. I fucking blasted right past it. But State of Games is where we talk about what we've been playing for the past week, or we pontificate about uh, just how we feel gaming is right now. So why don't we reverse that order there, Damoc? What's your State of Games there, man? Sadly, it's just been a long week, and I have been absolutely swamped even coming home and doing work. The only game that I've been able to play is on my phone, and I've been playing BitLife, and I just got the porn star. Um, career path and then you know luckily I went to college because the porn star path doesn't pan out after you turn like 40 in the game and then I went into uh, engineering and made a shit ton more money it was pretty good so pretty much real life yeah yeah it's it's pretty much real life and then you die and you can haunt the game (laughs) that sounds fantastic I got addicted to it for like literally 48 hours and I think I explored no more than 5% of the possible path choices. That game is absurd. I didn't realize that you can do stuff until somebody at work was showing me a bunch of different choices. And he was like, no, you're doing the game wrong. And I was like, I am? I thought it was just go to school, make a bunch of money, buy a bunch of houses and cars and just cool. And he's like, no, you got to get this and this and this. And I was like, oh my God, there's so much more to this game. So yeah, I've been playing BitLife during the slow parts at work, which have been, you know, only every... 10 minutes or so after several hours of work yeah i think i did an entire playthrough where my goal is to have kids like really early and just alienate the shit out of them that was just the main focus (laughs) make no money be happy treat my kids like they're human garbage and be on with it so pretty much life Oh yeah, that's that's the goal. The the girlfriend wouldn't like me talking about this, but she is in for a treat in the event that this occurs. <laughs> nice. So what's your uh, state of games there, Vintage? I have been playing a ton of Borderlands, and I've been sharing a lot of that with, with Damoc, and he always has his quips about it, but at the end of the day, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it. The Some of the bugs that um, have been reported, I fortunately have not really experienced any of them. Outside of one of the ones that I've exploited very heavily to farm one of the top bosses for loot. But it's it's been a lot of fun. I hit level 50 this week, which is the cap as of right now. And uh, I'm, I'm just grinding to get the legendaries I want before Bloody Harvest comes up. Nice. But you, Shadow? Stay games there, man. So I discovered this new game called uh, Negotiating Repair Costs at a Home Purchase. Uh, I don't recommend playing that. Uh, but in other news, I discovered Link's Awakening. Actually, I didn't discover Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening is a game I played as a kid on the Game Boy. Recently released to, uh, or re-released, I guess, remade from the ground up on the Switch. Still a short title, but what they did with it, I'm super happy about. And at this juncture, um, even though it was a short game, my only complaint that it was at 60 bucks. I think it would have been better as 40 um, but now that they've actually built the engine from the ground up, I think porting a lot of the original like 2D Zeldas to this new engine and just selling them for 40 bucks a pop would be a good decision on their part. And I hope to see more of it. Oh, all right. 
What about you, Co? What's your state of games there, man? Well, I've been playing a little bit of... Well, what was the game you were playing just the other night? I forgot. Dying Light. Oh, yeah. Dying Light. And then that game has held up pretty well for a game that's been out for, like, five years now. Yeah, shockingly well. I was surprised on how fluid the game still played. The parkour is still really fun. Yeah, so it's something, you know, new to tie me over since uh, I've already beaten Borderlands 3. But, you know, to add on to uh, Vintage's uh, comments, why are you farming bosses for the best in the game when you can kill loot goblins for infinitely more drops? Negative. Negative. They just nerfed it. And like I said... I'm not oh. buying the game until it comes out on Steam. They just nerfed all of it. There's the big patches out there. What they had was three ways to farm. You had the general exploration and screwing around would get you a decent amount of legendaries. Then they had the boss farming, which gave you a decent amount of legendaries. Then you had the third option, which I think was the loot goblin things, which is giving you a decent amount of legendaries. There were three ways to play, three yeah. ways to gather loot. They nerfed two of those three ways and now the only way to get guaranteed runs for legendary loot is literally boss run that's been all over reddit and the news and people being pissed so i didn't know about that and and the reason i stated that is because the time it takes especially if if you're playing on mayhem 3 for example uh you wouldn't you wouldn't want to do bossing for uh for loot on mayhem 3 uh because you can get about 10 uh epics legendaries what are they called uh, from just killing a single loot goblin in about 10 seconds. Okay, I've actually been farming Gravemind, like, all day. Since I got home, that's all I've been farming. I got a really lucky drop yesterday with a, a really good roll of a Lyuta sniper rifle. And it just absolutely melts. I was sharing it with, with everyone before we started the show. But, no, like, I'm averaging one to four, one to three Legos per per farm. And it, oh. and I'm running it in May, Mayhem 3. Okay. It's been pretty easy. Cause, uh, so, you know, what, what's an average farm for you take for a single boss? You know, you think about five minutes to kill that boss or so? Oh, 30 seconds. I can demonstrate it if you'd like me to. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Don't don't worry about that. Uh, I did watch you play it, but it was much more than, than 30 seconds, though. The first one, the second one, when I was actually about to back out, when I realized that the Mayhem 3 modifier was no action skill, but then I didn't realize that it was also plus 50% to non-elemental weapons. So that was a really quick farm the second time around. Okay. It used to be even quicker before this last patch because you could you could get a rare guaranteed drop grenade called the uh, the porcelain pipe bomb from a side quest on Eden 6. That was uh-huh. a guarantee every time. That had apparently a bug that everybody was exploiting where if you threw it just right at Gravemind and threw a bunch of them, it would spawn eight child grenades that would all do the same amount of radiation damage over time as the initial burst. So you could, you would see like the white bar of the health just grow as each one like filled up and it would, it would just wipe them in seconds. Pretty cool. Very nice. Well, my set of games, actually, we already touched into that. I was playing some Dying Light earlier this week with Ko. I actually played a little bit more because it was something strange. When I jumped in on his game, all the stuff that I did didn't count towards my game. So I had to play on my own to get caught up to where he was. And finally, I think last night, I finally got caught up to where we both were when we ended the game. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of Man of Medan. 
So I really dig that game. It's a fun game. I'm trying to kill everybody, and I finally got two characters killed. I'm over halfway through the actual game, and I finally got two characters killed. So it's not really looking like a great prospect that I'm going to kill all of them. But one of my characters does have the bends and will die a horrible, painful death at some point in time. It was definitely fun to be able to witness it. Was it one of them? I I saw one of the deaths, and you said you yeah. killed someone else before I got it. That was a good one. Just watching him play, he's he's got the controller. He's just letting all the props run out, and he's like, "Come on, this is like a this is a C tier horror movie you're watching, where they just narrowly escape despite like." missing the jump over a gap that seems like it's less than a foot across like it's absurd yeah dude trips over a friggin like the the arm of a chair or something just it's pretty friggin funny but yeah i just started skipping like all of the prompts and places where i knew there was a character that was gonna try to kill him i just went down that route i'm like all right well last time I didn't do it because I knew that I was tripping balls. Now I'm going to act like a scared kid and just swing a friggin' wrench at everything. So yeah, finally started getting some of those people killed. Hopefully that's going to turn out well for me. And I've been playing a bunch of phone games. Um, Jumped into that animation throwdown. The card game with Family Guy and Bob's Burgers and American Dad and all that stuff. It's a fun little time passer. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much been my state of games. So, I got a question. Borderlands 3. I I know there's at least two people playing it. Um, I've been reading, like, I I don't know, I've been reading a lot of negative stuff. Like, I've been reading reading a lot of positive stuff about how it's been doing, it's been selling well. And that's great, because I want Borderlands to sell well. But I've been hearing a lot of negative shit about it, too. Like, drop rates and just overall bugs in the game like that just i'm surprised because when like borderlands one came out i don't think that there were that many bugs at least on playstation there wasn't that many bugs so what were the drop rates too low because in my opinion i think they're you know kind of high at least when i I was playing i haven't played in about a week or so so what i was reading was that the drop the 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 loot drop rates were astronomically high like People were actually complaining they were so high. I can agree to that. It, it did seem uh, abnormally high when you were in Mayhem 3. Yeah, I think they dropped it by, I think, it, if... It, let's just go by random numbers here. Let's call it a GNA fact. Out of 100, if that's what it was, they scaled it back to maybe 30 or 35. You could still get good drops, but... Yeah, um, it's like we were saying earlier. It's really just boss farms, like... I won't even try to do anything other than Gravemind because everything else just takes too long. Like there's there's obviously some legendaries I'm trying to I need to get from Tyrene's boss battle, but that requires at least one other person so that I can at least run it on Mayhem one. Otherwise, it's difficult, and that's that's considering how quickly I melt <laughs> Gravemind already. Huh. No, just I, I was just curious how what what your what your guys like. I mean, obviously the game is fun because they, I mean, unless they were idiotic, they, they kept a lot of the mechanics from the other Borderlands games. But I'm just curious if you guys have been experiencing these bugs or experiencing bugs of your own. I mostly just had performance issues at launch. Like the first uh, first time I loaded it up, I'm like, hold on. I'm, I set everything to low to see if I could max out my frames and see where I'd be at. And it was... it. 
I, I don't know what the optimization issues were, but it didn't matter what I set the graphic settings to. I would always hit 100 when I wasn't looking at much, but then the second combat started, I'd hover between about 50 to 70, and that's improved over the last update, but I got, I've been lucky. I haven't been affected by any of like the big game-breaking bugs. Like Some people have reported their bank storage just gone overnight. Other people have been reporting literally just falling through the ground at certain places. Or um, <clears throat> I'm trying to remember what, if there's any others, but there's uh, fortunately on PC, the real big issue is just performance, tackling more improvements. What do you what do you have to what have you been experiencing, Co? So I've only experienced two issues through my entire playthrough. One, I did get a game crash within the first night after about four hours of gameplay. Uh, just a single crash, and it hasn't happened since. Um, the second one was the final boss fight into the game. Uh, I think it was the final boss fight. It was when you're fighting what's what's her brother? Not the final boss fight. It's uh, Tyrene and Troy. Yeah, Troy. Troy. That's so, a ridiculous fight. So I defeated Troy, and um, after the cinematic, I couldn't loot my gear because the game decided to throw me 30,000 feet in the air about you know a mile away from the zone, and then I fell indefinitely and had to close the game and restart it. Fortunately, <laughs> they have a bank vault, which allows you to recover any lost loot that you didn't pick up previously. So well, those are only two bugs I've had. Interesting. All right. No, I was just curious. All right. Uh, moving on to news. Let's kick into gamer news first. Oh, this one. Man, just when you think Bethesda is done with taking it on the chin with Fallout 76, then they take another one on the chin. So this one, I don't even really think you need to read it, but you can if you want. But 20,000 Fallout 76 Power Armor Helmet recalled, Helmets Recalled for Mold Exposure. <laughs> God damn. Like, I, I was just happy where people were finally calming down about Fallout 76 and Bethesda. Not, not for any other reason other than I, I, I like the Fallout series. I've liked them for a long time. Just, I mean, like a lot, a lot, a lot of series. And they put a lot of effort into the game, and yeah, okay, so, you know, they screwed up, I understand, but they put a lot of effort into the game, and they're, they were, they're trying to fix it, I, I, I recognize that, but, uh, man, like, how the hell does this happen? So I'm gonna disagree with you on that, I don't think they put a lot of effort into Fallout 76, uh, it was, it was a very bad game, I mean, and not only that, like, we're just talking, like, pure performance issues, that exists to this day um, but one it's an asset flip it there are copy pasted uh, textures models everything from uh, Fallout 4 in fact if we go back to the same issue with uh, certain bugs where they patched them out in the original Fallout 4 using the community's own fix and when they created Fallout 76 that same issue came into Fallout 76 the difference here is the community couldn't patch it themselves because it's a service, uh, a service title, and and that's just a couple. You know, that's just one example. But you know, you also have the cash shop as well. You know, the cash shop is horrendous. Yeah, but I mean, I, and and I and I get you know that they've had a lot of scrubs, but they, I, I will. Everybody reuses assets. I mean, if we're if we're really gonna like 
point fingers. You've got to point fingers at every major gaming company <coughs> that Call has made a sequel. <coughs> but this um, is, but this is, you know, they're using identical assets across the board. It's like they, they just. The only thing they did this time around, I think, was just make a new map and some new lighting features. Okay. But the the after-game support, while it's not been the best, I still... I Well, okay. You can disagree with me. I still feel that they have put a lot of effort into the game to at least attempt to correct some of the stuff. And even though, yeah, okay, they've reused assets, reusing assets, building a whole game, there's still a, there's still a lot of effort that goes into that. But I can see what you're saying. I, I definitely can agree that, you know, they're, you know, lazily building a game is no excuse, especially for bugs that were patched up by the community and they just didn't bother to listen to. Like, that I can definitely agree with. But th- let's go to the news article here. <laughs> so, did anybody actually get the power armor helmet? Thank not. Thank I th- God. I strongly considered it. I have a buddy that did. I should check in with him. Uh, so, I wanted to buy the deluxe edition i wanted that backpack that it came with i wanted the the helmet that it came with and then i was glad i didn't because uh yeah the backpack was shitty or whatever it was like that cheap ass nylon bag nothing that they showed and yeah now the helmet's being recalled but there is a caveat on the helmet being recalled only the helmets sold by gamestop lo 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 Thank God we're not being sponsored by them. Not yet. (laughs) Pretty soon we'll be a big enough audience for them. And that's that's typically going to be them going down, not necessarily us going that far up. We will drag them down into the mud. Well, if they keep selling moldy products, yeah, they're going to have to come down to our level. No, it just, it, it sucks that, uh, cause as I said, I just, I like the Fallout series. I like the, I mostly like the humor around it. Yeah, they were, they were the, one of the original games that were trying to be semi serious, but had a very strong humor streak throughout the entirety of them. Yeah, I did, I did enjoy Fallout 4. I don't even remember. I don't, I didn't play the first three, I think. Um, uh, but it was, it was an okay game. I enjoyed it for the exploration. Hmm. Yeah, I mean they're fun. They're fun. It just, uh, you know, I'm hoping that 76 does uh, does better. I'm actually, I've seen there was a total conversion of Fallout New Vegas that really piqued my interest, but I can't, I, I can't find it again. I got to track that thing down. I'm pretty sure I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, if you literally give me like a minute, I'm sure I, I know I'll find it. Exactly. Uh, we'll find it after the show. We don't need to find it right now. Shadow doesn't have a minute. Uh, Fine. So- so next article that came up, actually, Co, you posted it. Uh, Met- Metro 2033 Redux is free on Epic Store. Now, I guess I would feel different about this if it wasn't already included in the Microsoft Game Pass, which I have. Yeah, but you know, if you get rid of Game Pass, you get rid of access to that, you know, to the title or to any title you want to play. Okay, so. Has everyone here played the Metro games, the original ones when they came out? I tried to. I didn't like no. them trading my bullets Loved for other things. Them. One. Loved I don't them. remember. I don't remember there being multiple, but granted, I only remember playing one. Well, there's technically three right now, but two of them are the ones that most people bought on Steam. 
And the greatest part about it is before the company decided to make the third game in Epic exclusive, they were actually pretty fucking good and decent goddamn individuals that if you owned the original games, you got the Redux versions for free. You know what? I actually got a Metro Redux for free on PlayStation. I forget why. Maybe I owned the original and they just gave it to me. I think you got the Redux for buying the second one, even if you didn't own the first one, if I'm not mistaken. I didn't buy the second one, that's what I'm saying. I mm. just they, I just got it. Interesting. Yeah, it was a, a nice thing that they did when they introduced the Redux of both the first and second game, is if you had already owned them, you got the Redux for free. If you own the second game, I think you get the first Redux for free, as well as the second one. It was a really nice thing that they did, and it was like, oh, hey, this is a company that I can support, until, unfortunately, they did the Epic exclusive. And it's not the company that I don't support, it's Epic's exclusivity that I do not support. I think we're all in agreement there. I was going to say, there are two of you playing Borderlands 3 right now, so Come you can't on. agree with me, just shut up. No, 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 I've had this, I've tried to explain this to you before, Damoc. I'm sorry. I would have bought I would have bought Borderlands 3 if they made me sift it out of a pile of dog shit. I I've been excited for this game for way too long. And if that says anything about my character, it just means that I love this game way too much and that the fact it's on Epic still means that it was a, it was a tough decision, but at the end I'm a bigger fan of the franchise than I am of the agreement they made. You did sift it out of dog shit though, known as the Epic Game Store. Uh, I, I tried to minimize the amount of <laughs> shit I touched by ordering it straight from 2K's website, which doesn't change anything, but at least Epic doesn't have my card information. That's yeah, a so, plus. So, so instead of him sifting his hands up to the elbow, he just put his hands behind his back and did the whole bobbing for apples for her instead. I did a nice little asshole tickle. Let's just go with that. No, nah, I mean... Uh, and and no, like anybody listening, hey, if you bought, if it, like if you're excited as Vintage was for Borderlands Three, dude, go and play it. Like we're not going to stop you. There's a couple of us on here that we just we just don't agree with what Epic's doing. So we're speaking in the only way that we know how, which is with our money. And yeah. I would like to agree with Co, but I'll let Shadow go. Yeah, if you're already wet, there's no point in putting up an umbrella. You people that already bought it. You're not allowed to say anything about being wet, dude. I swear to fucking God. You, Ew, you, it's, it's wet. wet. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say you were going to agree with me, Damoc? Because I'm yes. for the Epic Game Store. I know you are, and I'm for the Epic Store as well. Okay. I'm absolutely very, very pro Epic Store in the competition to Steam. I am very much against the Epic Store using exclusivity to games to get the edge to force gamers to do it. I'm all for competition against against Steam. I love Steam. Agreed. Steam is my platform. And I think it's great. And I think Epic has the money. I think they have the developers. They could really make an amazing platform and people would just flock to it now if they did what steam does and make their games exclusive like hey this is an epic game fortnite it's exclusive to our store i'm not going to cry about it that's what valve did with you know their games on steam i'm not going to cry about it they made the damn game they can do their own goddamn launcher don't care more power to them 
when they start buying other franchises and putting it on there and then buying out exclusive rights, taking away and forcing users to go over to their platform, I won't buy the game. So, Damoc, how do you feel about, like, for instance, the Rocket League scenario with uh, with their parent company being purchased? Uh, I'm not tracking Rocket League. I know it was on Steam. I bought it when it first came out, played the shit out of it for six months or so, and I haven't touched it since. Yeah, post so, that news article, man. Yeah, they're, uh, well, no, this was a little bit ago. I, we may have even talked about it on the show, but they were actually purchased. Their parent company was purchased by Epic Games. And they've used a lot of that money from being purchased to just revamp the whole game in ways they couldn't before. Now, I'm fine if you're going to purchase the company, but offering an exclusivity deal, I can really only sympathize if you're an indie developer that's that realizes that with that extra money you could be afforded with basically the upfront copies as everybody's uh, describing it in layman's terms, then so be it. If that's going to take your game from a 7 out of 10 to a 9 out of 10, or even just an 8, 8.5, eight I'm okay with that if you're an indie developer. But if you're a big developer, like, for instance, for Metro Exodus, I'm not a huge fan of that. Or if you're Gearbox and this is Borderlands, I'm not a huge fan of that. It, yeah, but you bought it. Oh. We won't get into that again. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> mo- moving on. Next article was about, uh, it's actually a New York bur- uh, New York company, which I'm not 100% sure how this works because I thought all bourbon had to be made in Kentucky. But uh, yeah, I, I, maybe I, I must be wrong because uh, a, a New York company, I think it's a New York company. Maybe I'm really that drunk. I have had a lot of beer. But uh, they're making a, uh, the, the company Smooth Amber Spirits and they're, they're bringing back Old Scout straight bourbon, a 99 proof bourbon, which I'm all for. I'm all for whiskeys in every way, shape, or form. But the thing that caught me about this was I really thought all bourbons had to be made out of Kentucky. That was the case for a long time. A lot of a lot of bourbons. the The big reason why it was kind of out of Kentucky was because it's Kentucky bourbon, but the what really just separated from everyone else is the restrictions on how it has to be made and a lot of that comes down to naturalness like if you look actually if you compare one of my favorite comparisons if you compare bourbon to scotch you don't even have to talk about flavor the biggest separating factor between bourbon and scotch at least in my mind because before they they loosened the restrictions to allow it to be pretty much distilled anywhere in the US as long as it met the re- other requirements was scotch you can actually use food coloring to alter the the actual the actual color of the whiskey bourbon you can never add anything to it that's unnatural to change the color that's a really big difference between the two so i'm going to point out that there's nothing natural about alcohol it's all man-made <laughs> Okay, comparing it to, like, food coloring, which is, like, artificial color is what I was trying to point out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, I just, I just thought it was interesting because, uh, I mean, I'm all for an extra, uh, a new bourbon. Um, but as I said, I was just, uh, like, I, I literally was having this conversation the other day. And I said, yeah, yeah, bourbon, you got to get bourbon. Bourbon comes from Kentucky. Like, that's just, like, scotch. Actual scotch comes from Scotland. 
It's like, so bourbon comes from Kentucky. I'm like, that's where bourbon comes from. Um, but I, it seems I was wrong. So if you're listening to the show and, uh, we're having that conversation, I'm wrong. There's this New York company, Smooth Amber Spirits, that is making, uh, it's making bourbon. So holy shit. So here's actually the very simple breakdown of what defines a bourbon for it to be classified as such. It must be made of a grain mixture, at least 51% corn, distilled for no more than to 160 proof, uh, must be aged in new charred oak barrels, uh, may not be introduced to the barrel at higher than 125 proof, has to meet the above requirements and has been aged for a minimum of two years, may but not required to be called straight bourbon for two years. Uh, bourbon aged for a period of less than four must be labeled with the duration of its aging. If an age is stated on the label, it must be the age of the youngest whiskey in the bottle. And only whiskey in the United States can be described as bourbon. Interesting. Well, speaking of bourbon and bourbon barrels, uh, Dogfish Head is coming out with a bourbon barrel aged raisin D-Extra limited bottle release. Just just shoot me now. I will have way too much of that. (laughs) So Saturday, October 12th at 11 a.m. Looks like is when the actual release is happening. And it is, you know, Dogfish Head is really great about doing these limited release bottle runs. Um, I mean, you could even call the 120-minute IPA like a limited release because it's only certain times a year that you can get it. And honestly... I have not found one of the Dogfish Head bourbon bourbon barrel-aged beers that I have not liked yet. That was a mouthful to get out. Which others have you had? Yeah, I'm curious as well. So there was a... a, a, No, you had one over here, man. It was like a Pablo Porto or something like that. Okay, I do remember that name, kind of. Palo Santo, maybe? Hold on, let me find it, let me find it. Yeah, so uh, maybe I've had the one at your house, and it was probably pretty good. I don't... Dogfish Head I like. Uh, They've had some really good beers, and I really enjoyed it. Mostly their 120s, what actually got me into them, and I really enjoyed the 120. I've tried several of their others. I'm not a fan of the 60. The 90, uh, I could not do anything with it, honestly. I don't have to buy it. It's not going to kill me. Uh, but yeah, I'm interested if they have more bourbon barrel aged. Yeah, so there was that there was that Pablo Pant or whatever the fuck it was called. I remember I had a whole bunch of them here. They were super high ABV too. Like they were, they were not what I expected. They were like 11, 12 percent, and they were great because they tasted great. They had a nice flavor to them, and they knocked you on your ass, which is pretty much everything I'm looking for in a beer. So it's the Palo Santo Marone. And it's bottled at anywhere between 12 and 14 ABV. And there you go. But yeah, so Dogfish Head's coming out with another another bourbon barrel age raisin D extra limited bottle. Um, sounds like it's going to be good. They're a little bit pricey. So it looks like they're going to be about $25 a piece. But they are going to be somewhere between 15 and 18% ABV. Which isn't quite the 120 but it's still, I think, for the amount of money you're spending on it and the amount of buzz you're going to get off of it, I think it, I think it's comparable. Keep in mind, it's also 25 for a 750 milliliter bottle, so you get a big boy. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, it is a 750. 
at that price, that's a very good deal for a del- what's what's shaping up to be a very delicious drunk. Now, I just have to convince my wife that on Saturday, October 12th, we should go on a road trip to the Dogfish Head Brewery so I can go spend 100 bucks and get some of these bottles and bring them back. Can so... I can I drive? I've got a car with phenomenal gas mileage that isn't a Prius or a hybrid. Okay, so first off, I've got a car that's way more fun to drive. It's called a Mustang, and that would be what we take because, yeah, if I'm going to drive there, I'm going to drive there in style. You also have a car that locks up and makes you wait for 10 minutes, too, in the parking lot while it's hot. Also an American car. Fuck you, dude. I got you and your girl drunk that day. I wasn't talking about that car. I was talking about his other other car. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not, not, not the Sportage, the Chevy. Wait a minute, I've ridden around in that car. Is it a death trap as well? Well, I mean, yeah, I put it together, so I'm pretty confident it's a death trap. It's a death trap if a horror monster is chasing you and your option is to get away in the car. So here's it won't the issue. Start. Here's the issue that he has. There's a small issue I have with the car where the security, the ignition cutoff, will sometimes trip and you have to wait 10 minutes for it to for the security to reset itself, and then you can start the car. So yeah, if you're being chased by a whole bunch of zombies, there's a good chance that you're going to get your ass not on while you're waiting for the car to reset. I saw it happen twice this week. Yeah, I've got a I've got a 2015 Passat diesel, so that's a good five-seater that, not necessarily the sportiest car in the world, but it gets the job done, and it's pretty luxurious for the price. That's some communist manufacturing. Communist? It's it's made in Germany. Well, all the parts are shipped from Germany. It's assembled Damn in commies. Tennessee. It's assembled in Tennessee. Yeah, all those parts came from Mexico, and they got assembled in Tennessee. Uh, actually, Mexico! no. You have to be given the bill of sale for all of the parts that go with it for certain manufacturers in the United States. Certain manufacturers, yes, Damoc. I actually have a list in my car of where every part came from, and the ma- overwhelming majority is Germany. Some are actually American. Some are Swedish. All right, so let's stop picking on Vintage about his Mexican car. Uh, Whoa, come on. Seriously. (laughs) Fuck you guys. I have a car that does a great job for me, and it's German. I'm half German, so fuck off. I like this car a ton. I have something that says it was made in Austria, but I know for a fact when it's imported, they have to change out parts to meet the import requirements yeah, those are all air quoted no it's not yeah okay good, imported but... from versus manufactured in are big differences i know for, a... the transmission is exclusive to germany and i'm pretty sure it's the drivetrain or the frame i can't remember is imported from austria to germany for the seal of approval let's just say seal of approval before it's shipped to the u.s Fuck you, Shadow. <laughs> let's, let's all point out the fact that German engineering has been debunked and, and caught out for their uh, lies on their performance when it comes to their parts and whatnot to begin with. So, uh... I can't disagree with you. I just, to be fair, I only like to it be because fair. of my... I like it because of my current commute and the fact that it's a diesel. And you can't find diesel sedans anywhere in the U.S., for a reasonable price anymore. Oh, I was and you say, can't there, find them the brand new whatsoever. 
all right. Well, let's not go on that conversation because there's a there's a black hole we'll fall into. Next article actually was posted by Zyber. Um, I did not get to read this, so I'm hoping somebody else did. It was a uh, what the, it was a book comparison. What the fuck was this? Uh, it says, Fear Not, Dune fans, Dennis Villanenu, 2020 epic, will honor everything about the novel. They're redoing Dune? Holy shit, how did I not read this? Wait, 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 wait what are we looking at? Where is this at? Yeah, oh, sorry, it's under, ner- it's under nerd news. By the way, it's Villanueva, it's either, I think it's Villanueva, Villanueva. If I'm not Hang mistaken. on. Wait, wait, where all is all this? right, Hang just on. just go get in your go get in your Mexican car and let us talk about this for a second. <laughs> we'll drive my car to Mexico. Get phenomenal fucking gas mileage while I'm having. I probably won't even need to fill up. That's how fucking good it is. Yeah, and then we go visit the factory it was built in. <laughs> go fuck yourself right in your deep asshole. <laughs> oh Christ. Oh man! Woo. If I drive a Mexican car, I'm very clearly a Mexican at this point. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, you may be half German, but you're all Mexican now. Arriba! Assembled in Mexico. Yeah. So holy shit! It looks like they're they're redoing the Dune movie. How the fuck? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna have to read this, and we'll have to ca- we'll have to we'll have to ping on it uh, next time around because, man, I fucking love Dune. Like that was. Between, Jesus Christ, like The Shining, It, Dune, uh, the Dune series, like all the books, uh, and uh, Asimov shit, like that was my childhood right there. That that was me flipping through pages trying to learn how to read. Oh, and Alice in Wonderland. That was me. uh, That was me fucking learning how to read and realizing that I can actually pee my pants from a book. Thank you, The Shining. Kinky, tell me more. (laughs) So it was all all about the time where I was reading about water sports, and then I started reading about The Shining, and I realized, well, geez, why not combine the best two things of my life together? Horror and pissing my pants. Keep it going. I'm almost there. (laughs) Okay, so it says that it's being filmed in Germany. Wait, sorry, Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) Filmed in Mexico? What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Are we talking about, like, the cheap knockoff of a Michael Bay movie being filmed in Mexico? Or are we talking about the assembly of a German-engineered vehicle? In Mexico. Fuck off! Yeah, and Legendary Entertainment's, like, doing it, so... This actually might be decent. Damn, now I'm super fucking interested. Yeah, me too. For the record, I was kidding about Mexico. In regards to the filming, not the car. The filming's actually happening in, like, Hungary. Yeah, the car is still made in Mexico. Yeah, that that part, that's the truth. No, this looks good. I'm actually, I'm super interested in this now. I've got to, uh, I've got to kick back and, I got to kick back and, and dig into this more. Yeah, so expect more on the, on the next show, because, I, man, I fucking love Dune. Dude, I was such a Dune nerd. I actually found every Dune game I could play. I even played Dune 2, the, like, Fight for Arrakis on PC, the, the shitty ass real-time strategy that the game that they made like it was horrible still played and beat it because that i fucking love dune actually shit i think i think back when blue shark read the dune books we got in a fucking like a full-on discussion about muadib like i think we went on a whole show about that 
I gotta go find that episode now. Anyways. So not only are we getting a Dune movie in November of 2020, as it wrapped up shooting in July of this year, we are getting a Dune television show. Dune the Sisterhood. Okay. Can someone link me this book? If you guys are going to keep talking about it, I'm going to have to read it. Dude, Frank Herbert's Dune. You can find it almost everywhere. I want to hear an old man read it to me in a soothing voice. Well, how about if Deckard Kane reads it to you while you slowly drift off to sleep? He'll tell you about the still suits and the Fremen. That sounds a lot like Sean Connery. I'm just going to pretend that was Sean Connery. Well, you can pretend it's Sean Connery if you like. No, it's definitely Sean Connery. <laughs> yes, that's oh, yeah, that was 100% Sean Connery. I was just waiting for the last part that's just like, that's not what your mother told me last night. <laughs> what would you like me to do? Kill him again? I'll do the same to your mother. I've got a little poem for you, Trebek. Mary had a little lad. I don't care. Your mother was a whore. I'll take lay tits now for $200, Alex. Oh, that's let it snow. Sure, okay, late tits now. <laughs> All right, next article that came up. Uh, actually, Damoc, you posted this. Um, and this is actually some interesting stuff. You know, I love that, that Forbes is really all over the fucking place. Let me just, I want to say that. I want to stop for a second and just say that. Because Forbes reports on fucking everything. Like everything from shit like Bitcoin to Wall Street to video game developers. They are all over the place. And I love that they're all over the place because as soon as you hear Forbes, you kind of have like a warm and fuzzy like, hey, this is going to be a, a, a this is going to be a decent read. This is going to be well laid out and, and great. I mean, half the time it's not, but you get that warm and fuzzy like it's going to be. And that's what I love about this. But anyway, Damoc, you want to talk about this one quick? Wait, which one is this one? I forgot. Uh, the one you posted. I've posted most of shit. Which one am I looking at? Ah, oh, you're, kill, you're killing me. Which Ner news? Nerd news. Nerd news. The, the only one you posted in nerd news. Jeez, I hope you go better with the Humble Bundle thing later. Oh, God. Dear God. Like, sorry. It's been a really long week. I've been <laughs> working at work and working at home. Just trying to get everything done. Uh, oh, Bitcoin crashed. Yeah, Bitcoin crashed uh, pretty significantly, and as of right now, if it doesn't come out of this spiral, um, it's gone. Like, they are potentially looking at liquidating it entirely, and a lot of the other cryptocurrencies are tied to the success of Bitcoin, and it could be very interesting to see. So one of the things I thought was really interesting about this article is that they actually described two different um, scenarios that could be befalling Bitcoin. One is the micro bubble, where you have a you have a we'll just call it a currency for this moment in time. There are other avenues that it goes down to, but you have where the 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 currency it bubbles up to a large amount and then it pops. And then it, it bubbles back up to not quite as big, but then it pops again. And then it bubbles quite up, you know, but again, not quite as big. And then pops again until eventually it works its way down to non-existence. Um, and that's what I think this guy who was, re who was writing the article believes that that's what Bitcoin is in right now. The second one that he describes, which I thought was interesting, is that they he described that there were, 
you know, the, the two major bubbles where it gets to a large, you know, it gets to one phase and it gets to this huge bubble and then it pops and then it goes down and then it gets to a second bubble of the same size. It just works its way up there in like slow growing pains. So it was a really interesting article to read and it definitely like if you're interested in, in market fluctuation and stuff like that, I, I think this is a great kind of intro article to kind of get your feet wet on that type of uh, especially the theory behind it. I thought it was really well written and I'm really, really glad that there were no comments because comments are are just cancer. Comments are cancer. Netflix has a documentary that I think pretty much matches exactly what happened. I think it's called The Wolf on Wall Street, except for instead of stocks, it was Bitcoin. Well, Bitcoin is stock. Right, exactly. That's all, that's all Bitcoin's value is right now, is it's stock trading. The, the second that people realize they can just pump it up without all the regulations and then dump it, that's what happened. That's uh, I saw that from a mile away. I'm just like, this is people with money. They're pumping it up. They're getting other people to dump money into it. And once it hits a certain value, they're pulling. It was a get-rich-quick scheme. That's the only reason it was successful, at least in my opinion. Some people made some crazy money off it. Some lucky people made a little bit of money off it. Everybody else, that money's gone. Hey, some lucky people made a shit ton of money off of it. Oh, don't like, get me wrong. There, not just a little. There were some people that invested early that didn't know where this was going but really the real takeoff of this was actual investors pumping it up and trying to get all the onesies and twosies to buy into it that's where the money came from at least in my opinion i'm not an economical expert but this whole thing looked like a pump and dump scheme once people realized there was actual money involved and nowhere near as much regulation it's a complicated issue man I, my dad he does a lot of international business and one of his good friends that he's uh, he's known for years is actually he quit his job to literally be I don't even know how to describe the title of it but he basically goes country to country and just encourages and like preaches about the benefits of cryptocurrency and then my dad will talk to him after he gets off the stage and he'll be like yeah I believe in like 95% of this the other 5% is pure uncertainty, and that's just the rush I get. <laughs> well, next article that came up was uh, actually kind of in the same vein of Dune being remade. In fact, it's probably even mentioned here. There's talk of a whole bunch of like old movies, like 1980s classics, that are coming back and being remade. Uh, one of them, actually, I'm a huge fan of this movie, Tim Curry, the movie is Clue. If you guys have not seen this movie, you fucking have to see this movie. Like, it's such a it's 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 based on the old the old well not old it's still current I mean it's still being played but the the old board game Clue. It's based on that and it's it's an absolute hilarious trip just to watch. Uh, there's just so many co cool quips even all the way to the end where. They literally have, just like the board game Clue can have multiple endings, they literally have multiple endings to this movie of being like, oh, well, this could have happened like this, or maybe it happened like this. And then they'll do a scene and they'll be like, or maybe it happened like this. Just, it's really well done. Tim Curry's in it. But they're talking about remaking it, and they're going to have, I think, what's it say here? Ryan Reynolds is going to be one of the leading roles in it. I'm not 100% sure how that's going to go, but I'm interested to hear it. 
I'd only watch it with Ryan Reynolds if they did the mocap for Pikachu and he got to play that role again. Just <laughs> still play a character just as Pikachu. <laughs> it would make sense because Detective Pikachu, Clue. I mean, come on. Yeah, okay, I can see it. Yeah, that's the twist. A twisty twist. So there's also talk of them remaking Escape from New York. You guys remember Escape from New York, right? You mean the one that's identical to Escape from L.A.? Dude. You're so <laughs> fucking right. It. No, you're so fucking right. It really is. Like, They're great a, movies. If you've got the right formula, and typically, as long as it's an action movie... Exactly. You could do the same thing over and over. Like, picture... Now, I'm not going to go sacrilegious for a second, but the John Wick trilogy... You could sum up each movie with another one of those movies. But do you care? Exactly. Absolutely. Because they're just fun to watch. (laughs) They're just fun to watch, man. Um, Another movie that they're talking about remaking. uh, Oh, no, they already did this, didn't they? Didn't they remake Splash? Pretty sure they remade Splash, didn't they? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. When was uh, Splash released? 1984? That's older than me. 1984. That's older than me, so no, I have no idea. Well, we're in the time period of remakes, so it's very well possible. Oh, this one I absolutely found hilarious. They're remaking the Masters of the Universe. They're remaking the He-Man movie. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, so I loved the Masters of the Universe. Because it was so fucking corny. Like, you couldn't have gotten more corny than that movie. I just, I I loved it. Like, the the amount of corniness in it was just amazing. And I will watch that movie over and over again just because I will laugh my balls off every single time. Ball. True, ball. Uh, The next one. Oh, man. Please tell me you guys saw Flight of the Navigator. Yeah, I mean, who didn't see that movie? Me. Jesus Christ, Shadow and Co., you never saw Flight of the Navigator? Dude, I'm only 31 years old. You're talking about stuff that's like 38. I'm 23. And nobody likes you when you're 23. They made a whole song about it. Dude, you have to okay. see Flight of the Navigator. <laughs> that that movie is an absolute must. There's also, fuck, what's the one, what's the one where the kids have the dream about how to make the spaceship like they make a whole thing that makes oxygen and a bubble around the whole ship and they use it to fly off and they find out that it's just a bunch of aliens watching tv what what the hell movie is that (laughs) it's from the 80s i missed it shit all right say it again so that i can punch it into this wonderful thing that i have called google oh you have the google okay so it's a movie well i can't get into google because i've got i've got the i've got like 15 things up for this news shit it was a movie where it was three kids they have dreams about like how to build it's this like bubble that they put around you know the the, the kid's a brainy kid and he figures out that he that when they make it he makes a bubble that is completely like airtight and it's it's like a force field bubble and they use it, and they f- make a ship at a junkyard parts, and they fly it out into space. It like gets taken over. They end up on this ship, and you f- and they're like alien aliens, like they're people in suits, they're goofy looking aliens, and you find out that 
they've just been watching a whole bunch of TV and been sending out transmissions. And then you find out that their kids and their father shows up and is like, ah, you got to come back. You're, you guys are in trouble. So God damn, what the hell's the name of that movie? Explorers. Explorers. Yes. Explorers. Like I saw flight of the navigator and then I saw explorers. Absolutely. Two movies you have to see. I'm pretty sure Cecil was just actually watching Biodome, and then the LSD kicked in. <laughs> also accurate. All right, here's a movie that I think I'm actually, I'm ex- if they if they remake it, I'm excited because the original was great, but I think they could do better with it now. Uh, Firestarter, Stephen King's Firestarter. I really mm-hmm. love what they're doing with Stephen King's stuff nowadays. Is Carrie the same as Firestarter series? No, no. Carrie was a psychic that she was a, a psychic telekinesis chick who everybody picked on her and they dumped blood on her in the middle of prom. She went crazy and killed everyone. Am I Firestarter, the only one that prefers the original? Well, no, I, I'm not saying the original is bad. I'm just interested to see. Oh, you're talking about the original Carrie? Yeah, original Carrie versus oh, the remake yeah. with Chloe Grace Moretz. No, no, the original, the original Carrie, hands down. But that's it's yeah. Yeah, but the remake of Carrie that they made was just was not the right time, and they didn't really have a great budget. And meh. I mean, I didn't mind it, but it, it wasn't as good. Like if they had if they had waited another year, they probably could have gotten enough funding to do something interesting and special with it. Because where the first Carrie lacked was really just in what was available in terms of special effects. Yeah, yeah, and still the original Carrie was still pretty good. Very good. I'm going to go ahead and say kind of like all of Stephen King's movies were, you know, done with a small budget and, uh, you know, before their time. Well, I don't think any of the older movies were really, you know, quality, except for The Shining, I guess. But even The Shining, like there wasn't, so The Shining was one of those psychological thrillers where you didn't re- really need a lot of special effects. But like It, when they did the, the miniseries for It, that really didn't have a lot of special effects, but that that movie or set of movies was fucking terrifying. Oh, I, I watched that when I was a kid. I, I didn't think it was terrifying. Oh, man. So I, I watched that movie as a kid, and then I read the book because I was stupid, and I said, oh, let me read the book because I made it through the movie. Well, fucking bad idea. Really bad idea. <laughs> That's what a lot of people tell me. Dude, so it was like when I watched The Shining. I watched The Shining, and then my mother said, oh, yeah, that, that The Shining, because I was feeling all big and tough. I was like, oh, I watched The Shining. It wasn't that scary. I mean, I was like, I was pissing my pants and shit, but it's like, oh, it's not that scary. And then I go and read the fucking book. I literally threw the book across the room. Middle of the night, like 1 a.m., I threw that book across the room, and I sat there with the lights on all night until the sun came up. That's how that book got me. Nice. Yeah, it was good shit. Uh, so here they mentioned the Dune remake, so we can skip past that. Oh, no. They're talking about doing a Scarface remake. Please, no. I'd rather not sit through another three-hour movie of Scarface. If they shortened it, I guess, but... Don't touch it. It's a classic. Don't touch it. I think right. that's the all big issue with where we're living. Games. They're, they're ruining movies now. Yeah, That's all they have been doing. They've gone back to the 80s. Everything from the 80s is being remade. It started with Ghostbusters. And oh, God. 
probably before Ghostbusters, honestly. I don't remember all of them. Back to the Future is still untouchable for the moment, though, thankfully. Thank God. I feel like if they brought it back, it would feel almost like like trying to make Back to the Future mix with Rick and Morty, and I would not be okay with that. They, they would have to do something different. Okay, so here's one that's come, that they're talking about remaking. The only reason, reason I'm excited for it is because I'm excited for them making a game, an actual proper game for it. And I'm hoping what they do is what they did with Wolverine, where they brought out the movie, Wolverine Origins, then they made the Wolverine Origins games, but the Wolverine Origins game had nothing to do with the movie and was literally just Wolverine tearing the shit out of stuff and getting shot a lot. The movie that they're the movie that they're coming up next with is a reboot of the Highlander. Now again, again, the only reason I'm excited for this is because I want them to make a game that's just going to be like, well, we don't care about this rebooted movie. We're going to make a game that's just over here and awesome. I'm sorry. Every time I hear about the Highlander movie, I just immediately think of Talladega Nights and the interaction between Ricky Bobby and Jean Girard. It was about him tell- Ricky telling him that the Highlander is the greatest American movie ever made. <laughs> oh, Christ. Nah, I, I mean, yeah, maybe they're a little bit too high there, but it is a pretty damn fun movie. And it spawned a lot of, uh, it spawned a lot of stories coming after it as well. Granted, it stole from a couple stories to make it, but that's neither here nor there. Oh my god. <laughs> They're talking about remaking Flash Gordon. Flash! Did you, ah! did, did you guys ever watch the old, not the movie, but the old Flash Gordon TV show? And the Absolutely. Radio show? Oh no. Absolutely, oh I did. You want corny? That is corny. So friggin' corny. So corny, it's good. That's how corny it is. As a New York Jets fan, watching all of Flash Gordon is like required reading. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. All right, well, that was the end of news. So let's go over and see if we have any questions. Oh, look at that. We have some questions. Actually, you know what? Shit, Daymok, you asked them all. So, Daymok. Oh, God damn it. You asked them all. God damn it. No. Don't. Why? Why not? Like, I put intelligent questions last time. They're pretty good. So go ahead, Damon. Right. Ask him. So, would you consider the virtual space of an online video game to be public or private space for ethical consideration? Who did what with a hammer? Now, now when you say virtual space, you're talking about, like, PlayStation Home or social places in WoW, stuff like that. Correct. Okay. I right, think it's it's got to be treated as public, and I say that a little bit begrudgingly, but when you when you're interacting with more than like what you would typically consider like a close group of friends, that pretty much justifies a public public place as far as I'm concerned. Yes, but at the same time, you're doing it within a, a platform that is created and developed by a company it's all owned by them so it's private space yeah but like if you were to compare that so if you were to compare like like a wow trading hub to say discord discord is private communities you have selectivity on who can join them and who can't 
But with World of Warcraft, if you're playing on the same server as all these people, there's no selectivity there. It's just there. That's that's I, I, I try and think of it in a very literal sense. Like, if I were to walk to Times Square, I can't sit there and control who's in Times Square. But if I'm in my house, I can pretty much control who's in my house. Kind of Discord, thing. Discord's administrators and developers can go into anyone's Discord and shut it down if they want to. Yeah, and that's 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 overreach, for instance. But before that occurs, it's private for the most part. That's the key word, for the most part. It's not. I mean, it's not a public domain. You don't own it. You own the rights to lease the server, or to run your private server. But they can come in and take it away from you at any point. Of yeah, it's course, kind of, it's kind of like Twitch. So, like Twitch. You don't own that space. You're you're on their you're in their area and you're using it. So you live by their rules. If they say you don't do this, then you don't do that. Now, the bigger part of it is it's it's supposed to be the virtual space of an online video game. So we can talk about Twitch and social media and the constructs and all of that and the the way that you put it together. But let's put it in an online video game, World of Warcraft, uh, Black Desert Online. Hell, I don't even know if any of those, aside from those, still exist. Why does that escape? I don't know. I I think I think you have to treat any place where where you've got a, a a group of people getting together that you don't know or that you could possibly not know as a public space ethically. Like if we're just talking about ethically how you should treat it. I think you have to treat it like a public space. Yeah, I'm going to say treat it like a public space. You know, don't say whatever you want because you're going to get people's opinions offended and you can get reported for that. But at the same time, it is the company's, uh, technically, it's private space. Yeah, like, for instance, we're in a group here. After the show, I feel comfortable enough with this group to make some really, really bad jokes. Like, racist jokes, all sorts of other stuff because I know that you guys will get the joke and you will laugh. I will not make those jokes on the show simply because I don't know if somebody will hear it and find it funny, a.k.a. we're in a public space. Come on, Cecil. You just let's let's all as racist. Yeah, come on, Cecil. Yeah, yeah, you are. That was the time. Let us let us shift the direction and wrong. very much form ourselves around okay. racism. Okay, <laughs> let, let's 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 analyze this. Which one of us here are not a racist? Uh, pretty much all of us are not a racist. I hate everyone. No, 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 no. See, now, now you know that Damoc is the biggest racist because he's saying none of us are racists. I so hate you know he's the biggest everyone. Racist. I'll take token pedophile if we're we're claiming like certain <laughs> <laughs> You guys have a great night. I'm fucking I'm already my home. I'm already my home. I'm already my home. Yeah, we got him. We got him. We got him on camera. He said it. He said it. Reach. Reach. Oh, Next question. No, okay. turn it around. No, we no, must continue this topic. <laughs> it's next question time. That that one is done. I'm fine. Just scrub that shit. I'm killing my audio for that. What is your favorite song from a game? Ooh, I've got several. Anybody else got any? Yeah, my number one probably, is, and it's a little lame because it's more current, 
It's um, it's the Avenged Sevenfold song they wrote for uh, for one of the Call of Duty zombies, and I can never remember it. I think uh, uh, I'll get back to you guys when I remember the name, but I love that song. All answers are wrong except for Halo 2's "Blow Me Away" by Breaking Benjamin. The Breaking Benjamin's nice. It was a good perfect shit, placement. Cut. They just dropped this hard it fucking was. rock into this scene where you're just like, you know what? Your objective is to kill every mofo in your path including all six of these hunters go yeah it's like you gotta fuck shit up and you need some motivation oh let's give you said motivation yeah you need to get to that prophet and beat the shit out of his face what about you Ko? you got a favorite song from a video game i actually like a remix version of through the skull from uh, undertale yeah Ooh. it's pretty good very nice. Uh, honestly, I'm going to go with uh, Breaking Benjamins did some some really great soundtracks. And while the game was shit, the whole Saturate album was used for a game called for a game called Run Like Hell. Literally, the entire Saturate album for Breaking Benjamins is the soundtrack for the game. And they had some great scenes where it's exactly like like Shadow just said. You get into it, you've got to just kill everything, and all of a sudden you hear polyamorous start up in the background, or skin, or something like that, or home, and you're like, what is going on? I'm wrecking house. Oh my god, I'm dying. This is amazing. Like, that's all. (laughs) Uh, And uh, another shout out to, um, I can't pronounce the dude's name, but the dude that's been doing all the composition for like Final Fantasy for like ever. Oh god, yeah. That dude makes yeah. amazing music. He just knows how to do it. It's just I've never hated like I've I've owned Final Fantasy music just to play in the background every once in a while. Like it's just great music. That yes. soundtrack from Final Fantasy Four, I I think I have in three different renditions. One is a Celtic. It's called Celtic Moon. I literally will play that every day of the week because it's just got a great feel to it. And I've got the before and after the meteor for Final Fantasy XIV. So oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good call there, Shadow. Really good call. Yeah, there. I win this round. Next question. <laughs> well, we gonna let Sha- are we going to let Damoc answer his own question or what? He can't beat me. I've already won. You can ask, but you cannot answer. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, no, I want to hear Daybok. I want to hear some convoluted answer that, like, bashes certain games, but then glorifies others. Let's hear it. No, um, I have a lot of really good and memorable video game songs that I'm a big fan of. Everything from Final Fantasy, even though I haven't really played all of the games all that much. Uh, Zelda on 64, Ocarina of Time. I love a lot of those songs, especially ones oh, you yeah. learn and play. Those were great, but the one song that just grips me every time and I keep installing the game just to play the intro because that song just like my heart pounds and I'm ready to fuck shit up is the new Doom in the intro. Oh shit, gotta link that, I haven't heard it. Okay, I will link that one for you, but... oh. That gets me. I've got actually one that I want to I shout out and mention. Uh, the music from The Seventh Guest. It was made by, I think, a guy called the Fat Man, and it's creepy, It's it gets you on edge, it builds a lot of angst, and that's what the whole game is really about, it's just kind of building that angst. Um, 
Yeah, Seventh Guest soundtrack as well. They've got some great shit there. The entire Vice City soundtrack. No, fuck you. I love that music. It's glorious. I love it too, but that's literally just them going around and finding every 80s tune that they could possibly think of that was a hit and putting it into a game. But they blessed the rains down in Africa. Yeah, and they've welcomed you to the jungle. I would also like to suggest as a very close number two for my uh, my pick, which originally was Carry On by A7X, I'd like to suggest BFG Division from the Doom soundtrack. That song fucking rips. Nice. What's the next question, guy? All right. This one I stole from Reddit, uh, and I really liked it, and I really liked what people's reactions were going to be to it. As you sit in your chair right now, the words low battery suddenly appear right before your eyes. You take off your VR headset and realize your whole life was just a VR simulation in which you've been playing for only a few hours. How do you react? Regret that I didn't burn my social security card run out into the woods like Roy. A life well lived. I guess I have a counter question. Are my pants on or off? That doesn't matter. Okay, then I changed the battery. How dingy is the room I'm in? It doesn't matter. Like, stop with the room and whether or not you're wearing pants. Like, legitimately, right now, low battery flashes across and you're like, what the fuck? And then you realize that you've been wearing a VR headset for only a couple hours and it's your whole life. Second fucking chance, motherfuckers. (laughs) I can redo so many things and less redo, more of just like, I have the opportunity now to... To make changes that I wouldn't have made in my virtual reality life. Shit, maybe I wake up and I've got like an eight pack and like a nine inch cock. Like this is a dream come true. <laughs> it's basically asking if you woke if you woke up from the matrix. That's that's basically what the question is. Go outside. I can have my fans find a computer and find out if nine eleven happened. So question for all those who said they're gonna just change the batteries. How do you know to change the batteries for the headset that just died or is dying on you? Well, it's just, you oh, God damn it. You're just a low real, battery. okay. Yeah, it's low battery and you take it off and you realize that your entire life was a VR simulation. You've only been playing for a couple hours. Like, and you sit there and you're like, damn. I mean, come on. All I would do is like, holy shit. Oh. Did all that get saved? Could I rewind and replay parts and change outcomes? Could I rewind and redo specific scenes? Oh, okay. Or do I say, holy shit, I am done with this game and uh, I don't know what to do right now. So, So this is stolen from Rick and Morty. I walk around, see if I can find a can of energy drink and contemplate my next move. Well, see, now that's, and that's exactly like, I just, I just answered exactly how I play a game normally. Which is I don't I don't like to save, go back, and redo something so I can see if I get a better outcome. I just keep trudging through and play it. Or restart so completely. There's, so there's no spot in your current life that you would like to go back and slightly change the outcome of if you could. Nope. And that's not saying that you can. It just says, you know, low battery and it was a VR simulation. Maybe you can never replay it. No. Do you just start a new game? Well, no, I mean, I, I change the battery and continue on. Yeah, that damage has already been done emotionally to me, so fuck it. 
Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, there, there's, there's looking like if we're doing a whole reflection thing, there's nothing in my life that I would change. Everything has brought me to this point, and if I change anything, it might not bring me back to this point. And I like this point. Maybe say no to Jackie like four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, the job's not <laughs> worth it. <laughs> I have no idea what you guys are talking about, so let me just let me make my peace with this. Eh, I'm 23 years old. I haven't wasted that much time. There's still a lot more for me to see if I could figure out, but to be honest, if that happened, I mean, it's not like I'd sit there and panic and be like, I want to go back, but it's also not like I wouldn't, it's not like I wouldn't miss everything obviously yeah, so, so i think i think ko's question really or shadow's question really is important because if i took the headset off and i'm like in a crack house or something i would find a new battery as quick as possible to jump back in because my current state is way better than a crack house well yeah give me some little, crack put me back in let's do house. this <laughs> yeah okay so it's a little better than a crack house but still it's better than a crack house. See, what he should have done is three years ago or two years ago said no to me. No, at the end of the day, like, I mean, come on, like, what's the worst all of us could probably think of, like, that's realistic for us? Well, we wake up, like, drunk on our parents' floor in the basement, like... I do that anyways. Yeah, exactly. Like, it couldn't be that bad, but, like... It's not like you're gonna wake up, take the headset off, turn to your left, and the, and some dude, some like two homeless people are banging. I don't know. I mean, that's entirely Again, possible. Th- done that too. <laughs> like there's like other than like waking up in a crack house and realizing that I'm a crackhead, there's nothing really that could be that bad that made me go, well, all right. Again, Cecil, I just you realize your life sounds like it's an always sunny in Philadelphia episode. No, dude, like if you've ever seen the movie Porky's, that's pretty much how my life started. Oh my god, there's so many things that I would just replay and tweak ever so slightly. Would you still slay the dragon? That's what I need to know. Yes, I would still slay the dragon. It was a, a lifetime experience. Exactly. Right? I only get it once. Oh, man. All right. Well, I think that brings us to the ends of questions. So, Shadow, where can people find you at, man? Your mom's house or in the podcast Discord. What about you, Co? Where can we find you at, man? You can find me exclusively here at the GNA Podcast Discord. What about you, Damoc? Where can people find you at? Uh, I'm always in the Discord or not in the Discord, but mostly in the Discord. That was possibly no, no. That's about as indecisive as that one time. I think still in the VR headset. <laughs> what about you, Vintage? Uh, sometimes I guess I'm here. Other times I'm not. Nice. And I'm Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me on Cecil vs. Games on Twitter. Cecil Xavier everywhere else. You stream Twitch, Mixer, the Discords. Uh, speaking of Discords. TPC's got a great Discord. You should go check them out because Brian and Susan over there, they're great people. They chill out. They're they're fun to talk to. Just don't get stuck in Susan's doghouse because, man, it's a bad place to be. But yeah. <laughs> uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Uh, reviews help people find the show. So if you enjoy listening to us, help other people find us as well. 
You can find us on places like Podcast Attic, Ustream. Uh, blah, 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 hold on, I fucked that up. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Player FM, Spreaker, MyTuner, Your Listen, Spotify, iHeartRadio. If we're not someplace, let us know. We'll jump in there and we'll upload. You can follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Just search at GNA Podcast, all one word. You can also join the Discord. Just see the pinned tweet. We do game show night every first Saturday of the month. We missed last Saturday because of some weird thing that Mixer did, but we should be all squared away and all set and ready for next next uh, first Saturday. But we give away free Steam codes. Come check us out. Uh, it's fun. www.mixer.com forward slash GNA podcast. We have partnered with Humble Bundle. Vintage, why don't you tell us about Humble Bundle, man? Ah, the return of the Humble Bundle. Or as I like to say, it's... Every week of the Humble Bundle. <laughs> well, Humble Bundle is a game purchasing service that the crew here at GNA have partnered with. You get to purchase games like you normally would, but with a twist. You choose what part goes to the publisher, to Humble Bundle, or to a charity. You can give it all to the charity if you want, or none of it. It's all your call. Throw that question partner equals GNA podcast the end of your Humble Bundle link before you buy to let them know we sent you that way. So far this month, we have raised. A whopping $7.44. Come on, guys. we got to keep it up. Those are rookie numbers. Through our ponts, our partnership with Humble Bundle. Those are rookie numbers. we got to pump those numbers That's up. That's what I said last time. Uh, but, uh, but uh, yeah, but, you know, $7.44, while it doesn't seem like much, every dollar counts. So every time we can, we always try to p- buy from Humble Bundle, and uh, we always try to punt it over there, you know, give them charity. Do you like anime? You- oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, if there's a game you want, always check Humble Bundle first. I mean, what's the worst that happens? You get to give more of your money to a charity as opposed to some other service? I mean, we we bash some services here. We support others. It's all up to you with Humble Bundle. But we don't bash TPC Gaming. Go check them out. Uh, do you like anime? Because we like anime. We do anime night every Wednesday night at 1930 Eastern Time. Uh, you can join us, and you can join Blue Shark, who's hosting it. We are current. Oh crap! We switched over. Who the? Who, what? What anime are we watching now? Fuck! I forgot the name. In the meantime, let me just point out that I finally Help. completed my first anime series. I chose One Punch Man. Phenomenal choice. Nice. Uh, Hensuki is the next one. I think it was recommended by God, and God always makes great recommendations. So you know, we go with whatever God says because we are righteous followers of God. Uh, we'd like want to thank Morgan BS Photography for our logo and artwork. Check him out at morganbs.com. You can email us at gnapodcasts and gna and your DNA.1 with questions, comments. We don't care. Just let us know. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Last but not least, check out our website at www.whothefuck.com fuck is tpc gaming and why the fuck did they take over the last episode and why the fuck are they getting mentioned this goddamn time i don't want to hear any more about it don't bother visiting them i guess i don't know maybe they're cool but fuck it i've heard too much dot com or gnapodcast.com <laughs> pick your poison have a great night gentlemen bye oh, good night, you too. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>